Welcome to the Sick Mom's Guide Podcast, Episode 6. Hello. Welcome to the Sick Mom's Guide Podcast with your host, Jen Hardy. Jen is an author, wife, mom of seven, and collector of eclectic diseases. Jen believes that if moms with health issues can join together to lift the veil of shame and ditch the guilt, then as a community, we will make each other stronger. I'm really looking forward to talking to Carrie today. I met her when I was a guest on her podcast, The Modern Mom Society, which is a great one to check out if you're looking for another podcast too. And Carrie talks a little bit today about her different symptoms. She had a lot of different symptoms and she was having a hard time getting help for them. So we're going to discuss the alternative road that she took to health. And I think you'll find it very interesting. We talk a lot about the food and health connection. She's a certified health coach and she's got a lot to offer. So stay tuned. Hey, Carrie, I'm so happy to have you. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling very great and I'm excited to be here on the other side of the mic for a change. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, because you have your own podcast. Um, Tell me a little bit about you and your family and that. Yeah, absolutely. So I live in Chicago with my husband and two kids. I have a seven daughter, five year old son, and a full time job as a product manager in the electronics component industry with a blog that serves the mom community, giving them a place to learn, connect, commiserate, and celebrate the journey of motherhood and to support each other. So I'm excited to be here to to support your community. Oh, thank you. That's awesome. And so what's the name of that blog? The Modern Mom Society. Okay. That is, I, and I love it. And yeah, I got, I was so lucky to be able to be a guest on your podcast and I just love what you're doing over there too. So it's so exciting to have you over here on this side this time. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So, um, so what made you decide to do your podcast? Well, I've been on kind of a little bit of an entrepreneurial journey trying to find some work that is fulfilling. And it's not that I dislike my full-time job. It's just that I felt like there is something more for me to do, something that allowed me to help other people. And I ended up doing, I, I went, I got a health coach certification and Uh, That was one of the steps in my journey. And I was working with a business coach and she gave me a bunch of ideas to help me grow my list and gain some prospects for health coaching. And one of the things she had suggested was to do an online summit. And I thought, yeah, I'm going to do a summit. So two years ago, I did uh, Surviving Early Childhood, which was a summit that brought together experts for uh, helping moms with toddlers and preschool age children. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Yeah, it was really cool. And I absolutely loved that experience. So from that is where I got the idea from to do it in a podcast format. And so it's just my passion project. And I interview experts on their um, area of expertise as it relates to moms and kids and families. So anything from like a pediatric dentist all the way to um, a parenting coach and, and everything in between. And also real moms about their experience and their journey of motherhood and, and providing them providing their tips and tricks as to how to survive the journey of motherhood. So I just love talking to people and hearing their stories and like you were on my show and yeah, I feel like you had a lot to offer because some moms are struggling with illness. Well, thanks. Yeah, I think there's so many more than people realize of us out there. So, yeah, um, absolutely. so how long have you been doing your project management work or 
Uh, product management, I've been doing, well, at this particular company, it's been, it'll be five years in June. And then my last job I was at for like seven oh, wow. years. So it's amazing. How, it I, does. Time just flies <laughs> when it, you're doing it. Um, but I, I do enjoy so, it. And work, you're so. balancing all of that with two kids, which is a lot. That's a lot to do. It is. But, you know, I find that prioritizing is how I make it work, you know, and I, and I definitely try to find time for myself and to find time for family. It is, it is hard. I feel like sometimes balls get dropped. I don't do all the things that I would like to do, like keep my house clean. Um, it looks like a bomb hit with all the stuff that we have here a lot of the time. And that's, that can be frustrating, but I choose what's important to me. So I let the house go, but making fresh food for my family every night is important to me. So I make time for that. So, um, I think that that is a key to being a busy mom and choosing, choosing and not trying to do everything perfectly all the time. I'm, I'm learning how to do good enough and instead of perfect. And it's, it's good enough is hard for me, but, um, so, um, everybody who's on the podcast, one of my rules is they have to have had health issues themselves because I think it's, it's easier to listen to somebody when you know that they've been on your journey and they understand what you're going through. And so it's amazing to me that you can get all of these things done and be a mom. And yet you're struggling with health issues too, like people who are listening today. So, yeah. so talk to me a little bit about that and what your health journey has, has looked like. Yeah. And it's been a journey of quite a few years, probably 20 years at this point, um, where it originated. And a a lot of this is pieced together after the fact and going to different doctors and um, learning what I had done that set me up for having problems on the road. But what I had happened was I had pretty bad acne when I was a teenager and I got put on antibiotics for a pretty long period of time. And if you know anything about gut health, taking antibiotics for a long period of time, right. not so great for your, for your gut. Right. So what came of it was in my early 20s, I had blinding fatigue where I just feel like I needed to take a nap every time, every afternoon. I had, I would get headaches, uh, like pretty severe, like they weren't technically classified as migraines right. by a headache doctor, but I would have to be like I could barely function for several days out of the month because I had these really bad headaches. I had, I got depression. I had, um, I, I, there's just a whole slew, like my hormones were out of whack. My periods were irregular. I, there's just a whole slew of things that were really messed up. And I started out going the Western medicine route, going to traditional doctors and they'd give me like muscle relaxers for my headaches and, you know, trying to piece together figuring out what was going on, uh, but it never got to the right. root cause of the problem. And and so when I, I started exploring the more alternative route and, and interestingly enough, the book, um, uh, it was Kevin Trudeau and I can't remember the name of the book, but it was like natural remedies that they don't want you to know about sort of thing. I found that book and I was riveted and Ever since then, that started me on my more alternative and holistic journey, and that gave me a lot of healing throughout the year. So I, I found that probably when I was in my later 20s, um, and at that time, I started seeing more alternative doctors and trying some different things, 
And I started to see some improvement with taking supplements, changing my diet. There was, it was like night and day when I started going onto more uh, holistic route when in treating these symptoms, because they're looking at more of finding the root right. cause of the problem. And for me, that was like the gut health and my hormone imbalance. And so by taking some different supplements and watching the food piece, it made a tremendous difference. But <laughs> the interesting thing was that what really made everything better was when I got pregnant. And, and most people are like, you know, when I got pregnant, I was just sick all the time. I felt awful. And I was still having, not as severe, but I was still having some of those symptoms when, like before I got pregnant. And I felt better pregnant than I did before I got pregnant. And so from having, getting pregnant with my daughter all the way through weaning my son, um, so that was probably a four to five year stretch where I was either pregnant and nursing. Um, I, I kind of put that whole health journey on hold because I was feeling pretty good. There wasn't anything that I had going on. So um, after I weaned my son, I started getting eczema on my hands. And that's one of those things that most people are like, whatever, eczema on your right. hands, just put some cream or whatever and call it a day. But having had the experience of knowing that something like eczema is a sign from your body that there's like a root cause to it. And I wanted to correct the imbalance. So I uh, picked up the journey again. And then, you know, the, I started getting severe bloating later on. So I, I ended up figuring out that I was sensitive to gluten and corn. And that's what was triggering the eczema. But then the bloating that I was getting, like I would look, I would wake up with a flat stomach and go to bed, going, go to bed looking like I was right. six months pregnant with the bloating that I was dealing with. And that's one of those things where most people be like, who cares you're right. bloated? You know what I mean? But again, like having the, the perspective of this, is, my body is telling me something I need to figure it out is um, why I pursued continuing to see some doctors for it. So, um, and, and this is basically just, you know, getting supplementation figuring out the different, um, things to play around with the food. And so what things. kind of alternative um, people did you go to that were willing to listen and try to get to the root cause? Cause I think that's something that people are really struggling with, especially when doctors won't listen. Um, you know, they tell you something like, yeah, you're bloated. Mm -hmm. You're just going to have to learn to live with the bloat or, you know, put this cream on. Um, so many women that I talked mm -hmm. to are very frustrated. So are there certain types of people that you saw that you seem to listen to you better and try to get to the root better than others? Yeah. Yeah. So definitely I, I've found a lot of, I've, I've seen a lot of different people <laughs> over the years, but I found that chiropractors, um, ones that who work with more of a functional medicine approach to things are really astute at figuring out root causes of problems and trying some different things and looking at the food piece and trying some supplementation and checking like hormone, things like hormone levels, whereas Western medicine doctors wouldn't necessarily do that. And to be honest, after I tried the Western medicine route, and they gave me nothing but a couple mm -hmm. of pills and see you later. I, I hadn't really gone back to a Western medicine doctor since. So I, um, and, until I started getting the abdominal pain uh, with, with certain foods and I went to a regular gastroenterologist and then I was reminded as, as to right. why I don't do that anymore. <laughs> um, so chiropractors, I found that acupuncturists were really helpful. 
um, people who do applied kinesiology. And if you don't know what that is, it's, um, it's like muscle testing where they'll um, test your muscle strength against different inputs. So for example, they would um, uh, point to different parts on your body and test if your arm is strong or weak relative to an organ, or they could do it with a food or a supplement to see what your body, your body gives you messages based on Yes or no response from the muscle testing. Have you ever? So seen you know, is it the same? Because I had I went to a chiropractor once where they would have you hold something that could be like a trigger, and then they would try to push yes. on your arm, and yeah. if you weren't weak, then that was that thing. Yes. Okay, so yeah. I I did. We went to a doctor, and then he disappeared soon after we did that. He just completely his office was closed, and he disappeared. That's the only person that I've ever seen who had done anything like that. Yeah. And I've actually found that that has given me some of the like energy testing has given me the most valuable input on what my body is, needs. Um, so I've, I've seen chiropractors that have done it. I've seen just straight up applied kinesiologists who do it. I've seen um, uh, an acupuncturist who did that. And then there are some like instrumentation and this is really kind of woo woo if you're right. not into that sort of thing. Um, and my husband actually went to the, to a guy who did this, um, as well. And he calls it the magic wand, but basically what it was is like, it reads electrical impulses in your body against something in its database. And it spits out a report as to what could be going on in your system that's imbalanced. So, you know, like my husband, like doesn't really hold a lot of stock right. into it, of like how accurate that is. He's more of like, I need the black and white blood test to tell me something. Um, but it can give you some valuable insight and you, I mean, take it. Right, but that sounds really interesting because I know with what's happening with my body, nobody can figure it out. And so things like acupuncture helps, but we need to get to what, you know, what my root cause is. And so, um, so maybe I need to check into something like that. And I think it's good for other people to hear, you know, that there's these other choices. And that's why I wanted you to talk is you've, you've mm-hmm. seen a lot of different people that have given you a lot of different answers that somebody who's just gone through traditional Western medicine hasn't been able to experience. Mm-hmm. And so, like you said, I mean, you may mm-hmm. just take it with a grain of salt, but, but if it gives you this insight and you try that thing and it, it fixes it, how amazing is that? You know, it's worth mm-hmm. it to have spent an hour or two mm-hmm. of your time to find something. And, you know, a, a couple hundred dollars, it might give you a little bit more information mm-hmm. and, yeah, I mean, like some of the Western medicine tests are very valuable, and don't get me wrong, there are, is a time and a place for that sort of thing. But the more alternative route and the more holistic route, it kind of it, it gives you a bigger picture of what could be exactly. Happening. Well, like, and I you know? I had taken a Chinese medicine course, and the teacher and he was actually mm-hmm. my acupuncturist afterwards. Um, but you know, he was saying if you break your leg, obviously you want to go to the hospital where the Western and people, you know what I mean? Or if you have diabetes and you need to regulate things, like there's certain things where obviously you want to go and get that care. But if there are things in your body that just aren't working right and you cannot get them fixed, there are valuable options out there that can help us because, yeah, because so many people are taking so many medicines to patch one thing and then you have to fix the side effects. And the next thing you know, you have a shoebox full of drugs for a couple of diseases that nobody knows the root cause of. Um, and I think. Right, right. Or you're taking a drug to fix a symptom that is caused by exactly. another drug. And if we you can get I mean? to the it's root crazy. and, you know, and have maybe the two kind of medicines work together, if, you know, if it's something serious that that needs to happen or, 
Um, or sometimes, you know, just alternative things will work. But yeah, I don't want anyone listening to think that I'm saying don't go to the doctor because obviously there are certain times no, that you go. I'm not saying but that I think these are these are viable options, and it's so good for people to understand that that it can help, you know? And so, cause it seems like you were really, mm-hmm. really struggling with a lot of different systems in your body, just like you were battling them every day. And now you're able mm-hmm. to do so many more things and mm-hmm. feel so much better. And you always seem when I talk to you to be perky and yeah. upbeat and you know, you're not like, Oh, just, you know, dragging through the day. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like the, what I'm dealing with, like, and I've gotten to the point where I know what my triggers are for the abdominal pain. I mean, that was when that was at its peak, it was really bad. (laughs) Like it was hard to function. But now that I've identified what the food triggers are, I feel totally fine and my energy is good. And, you know, the bloating I still get, but I I think it's, you know, partly my, the input, you know, like sometimes I'll eat things that I know would trigger the bloating and, you know, I have to deal with that. But, um, yeah, you know, I think it's really important to take charge of your health. And if your doctor is not helping you feel better or taking your whatever you have going on or whatever you have to say seriously, see somebody else, you know? And I, that's why I've seen a lot of different people. Like, and I probably spent a lot more time with a, one doctor than, you know, a couple of doctors. I was there for like over a year where we didn't, I was spinning my wheels right, and like, exactly. what am I doing? You know? So if you're not getting, seeing any progress, you're not getting answers. You don't feel like you're being heard. Try somebody new. You know, there's a ton of practitioners out there and there's a lot of different modalities. And if it, maybe if it's a little out there in terms of what you think might make <laughs> sense <laughs> from a doctor perspective, give it a try. I mean, especially if you're not getting anywhere with some of the more traditional I think that's, that is such great advice. It is so great. And another thing I wanted to ask you about too, is I know I had put something out on social media about alternative things and you had said something about MRT and I have not looked into that yet, but I was hoping that you could talk about that a little bit today and explain what it is and how it's helped. Yeah, absolutely. So food, let me just start by saying that food is so critical to health. And if, if, you don't know that now, learn about it because what what you put into your body ha- can have such a profound effect. And our food supply has been very tainted by overproduct, you know, like just processed foods and, you know, pesticides that they put on them and food uh, sensitivities are, are rampant. And anytime somebody comes to me and say like, man, you know, I get a headache all the time. I'm like, maybe try a food elimination diet to see if that could be a trigger. And some of the more common things that people could be sensitive to would be dairy is a big one, especially if you have any skin issues or any like nasal congestion. Dairy is often a a culprit there. Um, So dairy, corn, soy, um, wheat or gluten, peanuts, shellfish. um, Those are some of the more common ones that people have digestive issues with. And the myriad of symptoms you could have from food sensitivity basically any symptom could be caused by foods. It's so amazing to think think about. Yeah, it is. So like if you have like any indigestion or if you have any skin problems or um, behavioral issues, headaches, like these are a lot of the symptoms that could be caused by food. So my first suggestion to people is clean up your diet and try to eliminate processed food as much as possible. Secondly, try some of these big culprit foods and pull them out of your diet for two to three weeks and see how you feel and then see how you feel again after you reintroduce it. 
Um, and then if that is not getting you anywhere, then look at some of these food sensitivity tests. And I was always hesitant because uh, to do a food sensitivity test because I've heard there's a lot of um, inaccuracies in it. You could get a lot of false positives and a lot of false negatives. But after I was spinning my wheels a little bit with the abdominal pain and not getting anywhere right. with it, um, like I did some muscle testing to find some of the major culprits, which have been tomato, coffee, chocolate, um, citrus. And those aren't one of some of the more common foods that could cause problems. So I found some of them with food sensitivity, but I wasn't getting to the root. Like like I was still having abdominal pain. And this MRT test gave me another layer. And I found a few other things that I'm sensitive to. And a lot of them were the the foods that I ate a lot of, (laughs) which was really disappointing. So like chicken and turkey and salmon and um, like just some oddball things. But I think it was just a matter of my body just being hypersensitive because of what I had going on with my digestive tract. So it is a blood test. And what they do, I think, is they take um, samples of your blood and put the food in it, and then they measure the level of reactivity. So you'll get a report that has like 150 different foods or food additives in it that you could be sensitive to and it'll show you your level of reactivity. So what came back that I was super sensitive to was corn and soy. And soy was one that I never like I knew that was right. one of the big you know the big food uh, items that you could be sensitive to. That's not anything I ever noticed that I had a problem with. So um, So when you quit those things it gave me some really valuable quit those things do you feel a lot better? Go ahead. Oh yeah. It's, it's like night and day. And I feel like the work that I'm doing with the practitioner who ordered that test has been allowed my gut to heal to where I can have a little bit of the things that I knew, like right. doubled me over in pain before. So I feel like my gut is healing a little bit and eventually I'm hoping someday I'll be able to go back to eating things like chocolate because I love them. Yeah. That's because so. so, we did, we did whole 30. Well, which for us was whole eight because, mm. um, I just couldn't keep up with it. It was, <laughs> it was so hard. hard. And another big it's thing hard. is like, this it's is not hard. hard. And it was really hard. But, you know, we realized that my, I, I already was off dairy and gluten, but we didn't know that we also, I couldn't have eggs or carrageen. And my husband and my daughter can't have oh, any yes. of the four of those things either. And so we couldn't figure out that mm. because they always, he was just always off and she, her, she kept saying her belly hurt. And we're like, what could possibly hurt? And we did that as a family. and we learned so much, but we still are struggling. So I think that MRT, I mean, it can't hurt to try. And like you said, just do the elimination, you know, and if it doesn't seem to bother you, then it's okay. You can have it. But, um, you know, it's an amazing thing to me because our, our kids can't have food dye. So giving them red dye is like giving them speed Mm. and taking them off red dye is like giving them Ritalin. Like Mm -hmm. it's a totally, and, and there, but there's so many parents. Yes. Isn't that amazing? And, well, and you know, if you look though at like, you know, Mountain Dew had code red and all this stuff, they, the companies do know, which is, right. they just didn't want to admit it. And they are starting to pull the colors. And if they didn't, if there wasn't a problem, they would never be pulling the colors. Um, but also a fun fact mm-hmm. about food colors for people is 
any food, any color that's listed, um, like red 40 or yellow five and six, the numbers are there because they know they cause cancer. So if it says artificial color, it's mm. no big deal. But if it says a number, if you took it in large quantities, you would have cancer, which I think is amazing. If you look at our children's food in America, anyway, mm. um, it's all, it's all hyper, like wild colors. colors. Um, and so many parents I've talked to because their kids are literally, I mean, my daughter literally bounced off the wall. She had stitches on her head because she literally bounced off of a piece of wood before we knew that oh, it was a thing. Wow. And, um, but so many parents are like, I don't want to have to read the labels. And I'm thinking, oh, but your children, they would be so much happier. Mm. So you you'd rather your child right and take medicine read labels so um so i think you know a lot of this and <laughs> i know other countries don't allow all the things in their food that we do and right. i think that you know if people really step back and look at all the things health wise and gut wise that are happening in our culture i think a lot of it does have to go back to mm -hmm. the food supply and what we're calling food that isn't necessarily food so, um, right. you know, the first step right. is just being aware of what you eat. And then, like you said, you know, the more processed things you can cut out definitely would be the second step because, um, the, right. it, and, and it's for hard sure. when you have a chronic illness and you don't feel good. I know for me, to, oh to my gosh, yes, it is it. so I get hard. It. Yeah. It's hard enough for me and I'm not like, <laughs> I'm not like that debilitated by what I've got going on. And it, 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 it you have to make it a priority. Yeah. I mean, you really do. And, and educate your kids too. I mean, my, my kids were educated on artificial colors when they were little and they would turn down things like M&Ms like, Ooh, <laughs> artificial colors. I know I can't right. say that they're still doing that as much as they were but they know how food can affect them. And I always tell them to pay attention to their bodies. And that's the thing for even grownups too. Like pay attention to your body. Like if you notice that you get indigestion or bloating or you feel gross after you eat something, then try not to eat that because that's your body telling yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. And, you know, and find those simple meals that you can just like throw all together in the crock pot or whatever that you know yes. are making you feel good. But oh, Carrie, you've given us such great things to think about because this is, it, it's a struggle. I've got so many crazy things going on with my body, but yeah, when I lay down at the end of the day and I look yeah. six months pregnant and I'm, it's just uncomfortable. My clothes don't feel good. And you, it makes you feel really Yeah. Because I'm like, yourself, I'm not fat, you know, and I had one, I had to get therapy in the house because yeah. I'm not supposed to drive anywhere. And um, I, one of my therapists mm. is like, you know, you'd feel so much better if you lost weight. And I'm like, okay, well, first of all, my doctors told me not to lose weight. But second of all, this is like bloating and flu. Like it's not even, it's, this is not, it's, it's, I don't know. It's air. It is what it is, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah. Right. So, so I'm really interested in trying out some of the things that you've been talking about today. Yeah. And I'm happy. And like, if anybody has any questions about any of the kind of stuff that I've dealt with or, you know, the practitioners that I've tried or anything, you know, any of these alternative things, I am happy to have a conversation because I know it can be overwhelming. Right. You know, and like, I, and I will have <laughs> a link to um, Carrie in the show notes. So you can just click right in the app and go to her and ask her questions and check out what she's got going on because she's got some amazing stuff going on. And if you just want to sit back and listen to her podcast and be motivated by the people that she's talking to, I highly recommend that too. Um, because I know like for me at the end of the day, I'm so tired. Just the thought of watching TV, I'm just too mm -hmm. worn out to do that, you know, but, or when I'm, you know, 
mm-hmm. picking up or whatever around the house. It's so nice to just turn on an upbeat podcast, you know, and you're, you're educating mm-hmm. people, but it's not, you know, like, I don't know. It's not like learning, like boring things. It's like exciting, fun, uplifting right. things. Yeah. So I just, I love what you're doing. Yeah. It's great. Well, thank you. So Thank you. You too. I mean, what a great service. And I, I love that you started this because you saw a need. And well, um, I think, I think that you'll, well, thank you. I hope so. Cause I know, you know, there's way too many moms out there that think that they're s- just struggling alone that need to know we we're not alone. There are millions in the U S and then Mm-mm. I've got people in three different continents that are part of my support group. And you know, they all are going through the exact same thing, no matter what their culture is, no matter where in the world they are. If you're a mom with a chronic illness, you're trying to take care of everybody ahead of yourself and it's a struggle. So so I want to bring everybody together mm-hmm. and just take this veil of shame that we've had and get rid of it. And, and people like you coming on and talking yeah. about how you've gotten help. See, you're going to help so many people who didn't even realize that maybe until today that food might've been part of their problem. And what a simple fix, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it is work. It is a mm-hmm. little bit of work, you know? Yeah. And it isn't a little uncomfortable, you know, in social situations. I'm not uh, gonna lie. I feel like a social leper sometimes like, mm, sorry, I can't have gluten or mm, can't do corn. And, you know, and like my new things with like the tomatoes, it's like tomatoes are in everything. Um, but I'd rather that uncomfortable situation than maybe double. Well, exactly. And like we live in the South where it's like, you know, um, potluck central down here, you know, and everywhere you go. And I'm like, Oh, Mm. that cheesy thing looks so good in that casserole. But Mm -hmm. then I realized, you know, for the rest of the week, I am going to feel miserable and my whole family's going to suffer. Is that really worth 10 minutes of, you know, and some days it is to be quite honest. Mm -hmm. uh, There's a pizza company called hungry Howie's around here. And there are days when it's mm. worth it. <laughs> it's been a really bad day. And you know, and mm-hmm. I think that's the other thing too, sure. is, is giving yourself permission to cheat every once in a while, because otherwise you just feel like you're mm-hmm. missing out all the time. But then to try to stay on track right. once in a while, you know, that pizza just calls my name. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hear you. <laughs> anyway, well, thank you so much, <laughs> Carrie. And again, I will have, I'll have all your links in oh, the show notes you. and um, up on the website. Well, there'll be a, post about this. So if anybody has any questions, then they can come see you. And I appreciate you offering to talk to people people personally. I think that's really awesome. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because you've you've definitely been through a lot of it. And I think you've got some really great answers. So yeah, well, hopefully somebody will try something. Exactly. Exactly. Well, thanks again, Carrie. I so appreciate it. I'll talk to you. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay. Thank you for sticking through the end of that podcast with us today. I apologize for getting so excited and talking so much a little bit over Carrie. I am just so excited about this topic about food and how making simple changes in our life can really change our health. So I apologize, Carrie, for that. But thank you so much for coming on and sharing your expertise with us and being willing to talk to people one on one. That is so amazing. So there are links to Carrie in the show notes. If you would like to contact her, please do. She is so sweet and she is totally willing to help you out. Please know that our introduction today was by Nikki Brown. The music is A New Day by Scott Holmes. And this episode was sponsored by the book, The Sick Mom's Guide to Having Fun Again. If I can do it, you can too. It is available on all major online booksellers. And I hope to see you again next week. Thanks a lot.